Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani, and alongside me tonight, folks, heading into yet another action-packed weekend in the city of Madison, my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports, and he himself is working around the clock. Good Lord Almighty, folks, coming off of a trek out east for Wisconsin versus Providence and back in action at the Kohl Center Friday night, then rolling into the final home game for football. Nick, I don't know how you do it. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Well said. You know, it, it has been a bit of a crazy week, but honestly, by most accounts, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. A, a heck of a trip. Uh, just a lot of time on the road. We're going to catch up on some sleep, hopefully, after our show. And, you know, big, big time weekend ahead. Obviously, you talked about some of the Badger stuff, and I honestly haven't been Quite this excited for a Bears game in a while, as we're obviously going to get into today. Nick, we have every right to be over the moon about our beloved Chicago Bears rolling into Sunday as we will dive deep into the return of Justin Fields at QB1 for this franchise. So we are truly elated that football is on the horizon. and. There is potential, probably more potential than the last time I said this on the podcast, that I may be making an appearance in Madison this weekend for the final Badger football game against the Huskers. So, folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, just up. All right, Nick. As I just alluded to, our beloved Chicago Bears will be on the road up north at Ford Field this weekend against the division rival Detroit Lions. And we are coming off of a primetime victory that we recapped live directly after the ball game last week. It was an ugly showing that grinded out football that this Bears team is capable of, but now our offense can be back in action with Justin Fields under center, hopefully healthy after a month away from the game. As crazy as that sounds, it absolutely flew. But Tyson Bajan's efforts don't go unnoticed. He went 2-2 two and two in his four starts, which is respectable considering we only have three wins on the season. But now it's time for Justin Fields. He's got seven games left this season. This is his opportunity right here to make his claim for the future as the starting quarterback for this franchise. So are we heavy underdogs going into Sunday's matchup? Absolutely, as the Lions have been probably the darlings of the NFC and a team that can score at will. But Justin Fields has to string several stunning performances together if he wants to continue as QB1 for this franchise. Yeah, you know, it's honestly 
it's sad that we kind of have to say that, but I, I think it's really fair. I mean, in the NFL, you know, it is a business. It's tough to really kind of include some of that first season because he just did not have much going in terms of help and assistance for him offensively. Showed some flashes early last year. Definitely things that he needs to work on. And this year's just been tough to evaluate. But now, by all accounts, he's at least 90 95%. There are offensive weapons. The defense is now very healthy. Uh, they have played some good football. I believe the Bears are 3-3 three and three in their last six games. I mean, which is a pretty solid football team. So that's really kind of what we're looking at. Tough team they're facing, although Lions defense has not looked that impressive recently. I mean, Justin Field is not Justin Herbert, but as you know, Herbert and that LAC offense forged the Lions and very easily could have won that game. So I'm really intrigued. You know, we were texting about it a little bit earlier in the week, and I kind of like the spot for the Bears, not necessarily for them to win, but coming off all this time, now healthy, Justin Fields, and the Lions just had a tough, emotional, high-powered victory out west, now traveling home. Am I going to pick the Bears to win straight up? We'll see a little bit later. But again, I like it, and I'm encouraged for QB1. Nick, you said so much there that resonated with me, as always. And as you know, and many of our fans at home know, I paid very close attention to that Chargers-Lions game because I have such an affinity for Justin Herbert and, of course, one of my all-time favorite players in Khalil Mack on that defensive side of the ball for the Chargers. Of course, a big reason why I was glued to that football game was because of our shootout in fantasy football where I had Justin Herbert lead me to victory. but. You take a look at the Detroit Lions right now. That offense can fill it up. I mean, it is a preposterous stat that I'm about to send your way, Nick. And that is, this is possibly the most well-balanced offense in the game of football right now. Jared Goff, who was titled the bridge quarterback and, oh, the Lions will go and get someone in the draft. No. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the game of football. Someone who played in the Super Bowl for the Rams a handful of years ago. He's thrown 14 touchdown passes, which is not an astronomical amount, but it's pretty solid right around the midway point of the NFL season. But what stood out to me, Nick, is you look at that running game led by David Montgomery. That portion of the offense has accounted for 14 touchdowns itself. So 28 touchdowns split down the middle between quarterback and run game. And it doesn't get more impressive than that. And I by no means want to give credit to the Detroit Lions. But here they are at 7-2 and two, looking to run away with the division. Obviously, they played what could be a Super Bowl contender in your Baltimore Ravens, who just won another game in primetime tonight as we record this. 
just pummeling the Cincinnati Bengals. So for one of the Lions' losses to be to that team, it only speaks to how dominant they could be down the stretch. And you said it best about their defense. Allowing 38 points in an NFL game is laughable, especially for a team that has playoff and potential, you know, second and third round aspirations. The only player on that defense that truly scares me getting after the quarterback is the young man, Aiden Hutchinson. So I think Fields is back healthy. We know he's going to get the ball to his guys in DJ Moore, Cole Komet. And there is potential for Khalil Herbert to be back in the running game. But as many know, our running game has not waned without Khalil Herbert in the lineup. I think Deontay Foreman carries the brunt of the load if Khalil is back in a uniform just because we want to ease him into these next month and a half. But Nick, you talk about these two teams. This could very well be a letdown spot for the Detroit Lions. The Bears are coming off of a 10-day break, the mini-buy as we call it, and Justin Fields, as sad as it sounds, is playing for his career as an NFL quarterback. You mentioned it earlier, and I'm going to expound on it, that I'll be the first to say Chicago Bears quarterbacks get a raw deal. Of course, the media plays a huge role in it, but also they have had a plethora of coaches, a revolving door of offensive coordinators. Jay Cutler, Mitch Trubisky, and Justin Fields all were good, if not stellar quarterbacks at one point. Mitch Trubisky took the Bears to two playoffs in four seasons. Let's be genuine about these guys here. Justin Fields has an opportunity in front of him. I think he's going to take it and run with it. I completely agree. And, you know, it's it's interesting, maybe just because there is so much else to talk about. But, you know, we're about 10 minutes into the preview. And there's a pretty big storyline from the other side. And that's one of, you know, our favorite former Bears. Obviously a star that we had really hoped would have stayed in Chicago. We don't blame him. It didn't sound like there was a huge effort made. And that's running back David Montgomery. Without question, he would have been a pro bowler if he didn't get hurt. Now we'll see kind of how the numbers shake out. He and Jameer Gibbs are certainly a special backfield. But I'm with you. I'm pretty confident that Justin is going to take advantage of this. Obviously, that has to turn into, I think I said, at least three, maybe four wins, which, I mean, there are some tough games. Very winnable ones as well. But I actually think this specific game is going to fall more on the defense just because, like you mentioned, the Lions under OC Ben Johnson, they're just a well-oiled machine. I mean, they've been a better offense than Josh Allen and the Bills, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, Times, you know, Herbert and the Chargers. Like, this has been a top-tier offense. And while the defense has played some really good football as of late, I think three out of the last four games, this is going to be a big-time challenge. And unfortunately, it comes at a place that has been rocking in Detroit for these Lions this year. 
Nick, you mentioned that Detroit Lions offense. You know we have such a strong connection to David Montgomery, and of course, he took the better offer. Was it a division rival? Yes, but the Bears were not willing to shell out a handful of millions to one of the most forceful and hardworking running backs in the league. You've seen it in Detroit this year. He's missed a couple games, but he hasn't lost a step. I would argue he's having one of his best seasons in the NFL right now. Just a touchdown machine and a burst play type of guy that really opens that offense up for the Lions. And Jameer Gibbs has ridden his coattails in the best way possible. So we talk about the run game there. We're burying the lead on this Lions offense, and that is arguably a top three wide receiver in the game of football right now in Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, he has week after week where it's 25-plus fantasy points, and that is going to be the key to the Bears potentially keeping this game close and hopefully winning is can they even cut Amon Ross production in half because yes, he will get those yak yards and he will find himself in the end zone one, maybe two times a game. You mentioned it best. Our defense is healthy. Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon are playing great football. So we have to slow Amon Ross St. Brown down. I don't think we will do as well as we have been in recent weeks in the run defense just because of that two-headed monster in the Lions' backfield. That's definitely fair. And, and you know, before we kind of get into some predictions and such, unfortunately, another guy that they're really going to have to look out for is Sam LaForte. And that's a guy that I, I was able to see a little bit during my time at Iowa State. Uh, he, he was a star for the Hawkeyes, though his numbers did not project out to what you're seeing now. I just think that that offense is so smart. But again, this isn't a must. I mean, obviously, we're hoping for it. And, and for like the playoffs or something, we would need this. But in terms of what we really, really, really care about, which is the hope and success for Justin Fields, make it a game. Make sure the offense is playing smart, turnover-free football, as O.C. Luke Getze talked about this week, and just show that you can belong and, and can play against a contender like this as a team, show that you can belong in the NFC North in these heavyweight battles, and we'll see where we can go. Again, this team's not going to make the playoffs, but there's some very, very winnable games down the stretch, brother. Nick, of course, we roll into Ford Field on Sunday afternoon, a classic 12 o'clocker, and set the tone for the rest of your football watching Sunday. Here we go with Justin Fields at the helm. He has to keep a clean game like you mentioned. You know what the Bears are capable of if they are not turning the ball over. Did they have... Just 16 points on the board last week? Absolutely. But not turning the ball over resulted in a victory. The Saints game, they turned the ball over four and five times and only lost by one score. That was a winnable game that they squandered in the second half. 
Justin Fields is in that game, I think it's a lot different outcome. So, the franchise QB is back in the fold. Can he keep the ball in his receiver's hands and not make a careless interception? I believe so. And can we keep him protected? That will be the biggest concern for me rolling into Sunday because Aiden Hutchinson is one of the better young pass rushers in the game of football, whether the numbers show it or not. He is always around the quarterback. So I'm going into this game extremely optimistic, hoping that Justin Fields understands the magnitude of this game, not only to show the front office he belongs, but show this fan base, the skeptics in this fan base, that he is the real deal. He's not another one of a long line of Ohio State Buckeyes quarterbacks that fail in the league, and we're seeing one now in C.J. Stroud who is absolutely shining. So we hope Fields can be in that conversation down the stretch. I think both teams will score a great deal of points. The Bears will have to keep up with the Detroit Lions. My defensive bold prediction is keeping Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Sam Laporta out of the end zone. If they kill us in the ground game, so be it. But those two guys have to be shut down. So neither of them catch a touchdown for these Detroit Lions. A unique bold prediction, but... Clearly, they're two best options in the passing game, and we have to extract them if it's going to be a good look for this Bears defense on Sunday. Yeah, no, our, our listeners can't see, but th- that made me smile. That's one of my favorite bold predictions you've had. Not only is it something a little bit different, but I mean, geez, if that happens, we should be leaving Ford Field victorious. I like it a lot. Uh, I'll go defense first as well. Again, it's not crazy bold, but if it happens, it should be a win. I see the defense holds Detroit to 24 or less. I think that, you know, three touchdowns, that's pretty likely, and throw on a field goal. But it's an amount of points that the Bears can keep up with. We do know that. And I'm going into this one a little bit optimistic. I know we usually back and forth popcorn a little bit. I'm going to get my offensive one first this week, too, though, because I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, it's bold. It's supposed to be bold. I'm going to say JF1 accounts for 300 yards total. So passing, rushing, not too crazy, but would be a good day. And three scores. I think that he probably passes for two runs for one. And then I think that your man, Deontay, gets a fourth touchdown, which could maybe be a game winner, but that's kind of what I am thinking. Justin Fields, big day, clean day, turnover-wise Sunday. Nick, you gave me credit for my bold prediction defensively, and good Lord Almighty, are yours (laughs) possibly the most bold that we've seen through 11 weeks of football? I mean, good heavens. I have zero desire to disagree with you on those bold predictions but 
This Detroit Lions team is liable to score 21 in the first half, as we saw last week. So I don't see that score happening for the Lions. If it does, then the Bears run away with it. Okay. Because 24 points for the Lions is just another day at the office. So I see this game being a tad bit more high scoring. But I completely agree with you that Justin Fields is going to bust it open on Sunday afternoon. Definitely 300 yards, but I say most of them are through the air. He has not been nearly as much of a threat in the ground game this season as he was last year because teams are not figuring him out, but forcing him into uncomfortable positions to either get the ball out of his hands or take sacks in the pocket so the Bears offense as a whole I think part of Justin Fields struggles in getting out in open space have been play calling and you know being conservative in games that were not necessarily within reach so I think he throws for right around 270 yards if the Bears are going to have a fighting chance so Offensively for me, Nick, it's simple. Justin Fields has to throw for two touchdowns, one to Cole, one to DJ Moore. It might sound textbook, but those are our guys that need the ball in their hands. Cole Komet has truly had another astounding season, well on his way to break his receptions and receiving yards if he continues at this pace. So give me DJ Moore and Cole Komet both scoring a touchdown through the air thanks to one Justin Fields. Yeah, I I love those so far, brother. Rolling into our final score prediction, Nick. I've been going back and forth about this one all week long as the line went from Lions minus 9.5 down to Minus seven and a half with Justin Fields being inserted back into the lineup. I believe in this Chicago Bears team, and I know their ability to stay within the number. I think it's going to be a shootout at Ford Field, but we have a tight letdown for our Chicago Bears falling 31 to 27 against this Lions team that is poised for a playoff run. They move to 8-2, and two, and the Bears lose as many games as the Lions have won. Truly an ugly record looking at 3-8 and eight through 11 weeks. And the Green Bay Packers are so lucky to have the Lions on a short week. That game could be very interesting on Thanksgiving. But Nick, I'm hoping for the best. I think this one comes down to the wire with Jared Goff closing it out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, tough to to disagree with much of that, but I'm just feeling really optimistic this week. I'm hoping this is a game that I get, but I haven't checked with the Packers and stuff, would think this is a Fox game. Uh, but I've got, I've got the Bears going to Detroit and coming out with a win. 29 to 24. Chicago, and I kind of mentioned why. They'll probably need a little bit of luck. 
something like a late turnover, something like that. But Montez Sweat has really helped this defense, and I'm going to pick the Bears this week. Nick, I am so grateful for your final score prediction because one of us had to pick the Bears. <laughs> I've been doing my best to be optimistic with this team, and there are times where I can be convinced to switch my pick, and we could look at Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m., and my mind has completely changed. But we had very similar score predictions, high 20s, low 30s. I would love to know and have a breakdown as to how the Bears reached 29, but <laughs> I love that you selected our team to come away with a road victory, stringing two in a row and starting Justin Fields off on the right foot with the final stretch of his third season in the NFL being so impactful and important for the rest of his football life. Yeah, the way to 29, maybe something like three touchdowns, two field goals, and a safety. Honestly, could very, very well happen. And as we get things rolling and look ahead to the actual games, you got a pick of the week. Overall, you've been pretty hot with these. Nick, thank you so much. I will dust my shoulders off once again as I just gave out a free one last week. Good Lord, did the San Francisco 49ers take care of business erasing that three-game skid. I believe it was 34-3 to against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, and that was a field goal game heading into the week. So they obliterated that number by 30 and took care of business against the Jaguars. With that being said, Nick, rolling into week 11 of this NFL season, I am going to take the opposing team from last week's matchup and I am going to select for my NFL pick of the week the Jacksonville Jaguars by a touchdown against the Tennessee Titans. I think that is a team in complete disarray and a lot of question marks on both sides of the football. Of course, Jacksonville has to bounce back in a big way if they want to keep their playoff aspirations alive. Trevor Lawrence can truly spread the wealth between Christian Kirk and, of course, Travis Etienne out of the backfield. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars win by a touchdown and then some against the Tennessee Titans and the young Will Levis. Yeah, I really like that pick. This one's tough for me. You know, credit to me on the Vikings for last week. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm actually going to play in real life this week. But for now, I will go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Minus two at home, minus two and a half over the Eagles. Chiefs coming off a bye. It's going to be a great game. Busy weekend, as you noted. But I will be looking to enjoy that one Monday. Unbelievably feast week. Nick, I am truly thankful no pun intended that you mentioned the monday night football matchup between the chiefs and eagles a rematch of the kelsey bowl as we know and feast week is a week like no other 
Nick and I very well could be recording live in person next week from the beautiful 815. And we have a steady stream of college basketball in front of us. And, of course, three games on Thanksgiving. So, folks, strap in for an incredible stretch of sports. And as always, Bear Down Forever.